Welcome to Success in Medicine. I'm Dr. Samir Desai. Pat yourself on the back if you received an interview at the University of Texas Medical School at Houston. It's quite an accomplishment, and you're one step closer to realizing your professional goals. Established in 1969, the school has now graduated over 7,000 physicians. It's one of the largest medical schools in our nation. Students at UT Houston benefit from a strong clinical education experience, which takes place at a diverse group of teaching hospitals, including Memorial Hermann, Lyndon B. Johnson Hospital, and MD Anderson. In 2015, following a $75 million gift from the McGovern family, the school was renamed the McGovern Medical School. In today's podcast, I would like to offer you some very specific information that can elevate your interview performance at the McGovern Medical School. What qualifies me to give you this type of information? I have had years and years of admissions committee experience. While on the committee, there was one thing that really bothered me. It was when an applicant whom I believed had so much to offer struggled during an interview. My desire to help worthy applicants gain admission to medical school led me to exhaustively research the field to write the book, Medical School Interview, Winning Strategies from Admissions Faculty. The book focuses on strategies to develop standout answers to commonly asked questions. Today, let's tackle an interview question that's been asked at the McGovern Medical School. As with the recommendations in our book, I'm not satisfied with giving you general information. I'd like to offer you specifics so that at the end of your interview day, when your interviewer has interviewed five applicants, you're the one that stands out. I pulled this interview question from the interview feedback resource available at the Student Doctor Network. If you're not familiar with this resource, I highly encourage you to learn about it. Applicants describe their interview experiences at different schools and list some of the questions they were asked. The question we will be focusing on today was a question that was asked last year and has also been asked at other medical schools. Here it is. What discovery do you think has had the greatest impact on medicine? Before we learn how to develop an answer to this question, let's stop and consider why an interviewer would ask this question. Many medical school leaders believe that historical perspectives should be an important part of the medical school curriculum. In a survey of U.S. medical schools, almost 40% had formal lectures or seminars about the history of medicine embedded in their curricula. History can teach us about disease and how our approach to treatment has changed over time. Changes in disease and treatment over time requires an understanding of social, economic, and political forces. And history, of course, can provide us with this context. Many medical school interviewers have an appreciation for the history of medicine. They like to see that future physicians have given some thought to how the profession has gotten to where it is today. So you should not be surprised to be asked this question. If you search the internet, you'll find rankings of medicine's most important discoveries or inventions. As you might expect, these rankings differ considerably on what is considered the most important discovery. 
What does that mean for you as an applicant? That means there really is no right answer. There are so many discoveries that, that have had tremendous impact, and it's impossible for people to agree on the most impactful. Therefore, the best way to answer this question is by choosing one discovery and then becoming quite knowledgeable about it. You can then use the information that you learn to develop a powerful answer, one that reveals the depth of your knowledge and also reveals something about you. In my experience, the most common answers applicants give have to do with the discovery of penicillin or the use of vaccines. There's nothing wrong with discussing penicillin or vaccines, but it can be hard to stand out when just about every applicant is using one of these two discoveries in their answer. Fortunately, there are plenty of other important discoveries, and a little background reading will get you prepared for a winning answer. Remember, if you can, put a personal touch to the story and definitely reveal something about yourself. Now I will give you an example of an effective answer, but before I do, let me tell you a story that will give context to my answer. I want to take you back to the 1970s when India and Pakistan were firmly entrenched in a war. When monsoon season hit during this time of war, with its heavy rains and ensuing floods, it led to a calamitous situation for thousands and thousands of refugees. These refugees were starving, and they poured into camps seeking assistance. Ready to provide assistance was the government of India, the state government of West Bengal, and a number of non-governmental organizations. These overwhelmed organizations were taxed even further when a cholera epidemic broke out. Although IV saline solutions were available, they weren't available in enough quantities, and there weren't enough trained volunteers to administer them. Within a few days, 30% of patients died. So many of them were children. The disaster deeply affected Dilip Mahalanabis, a member of the staff of the Johns Hopkins Center for Medical Research and Training in Calcutta. Dilip was part of a team that had developed a new oral rehydration solution to replace water and electrolytes that are lost through vomiting and diarrhea. He was not the first to discover oral rehydration therapy but the therapy up until that point had only been used in tertiary referral centers. Dilip felt that this therapy could make a difference during the cholera epidemic. He and his team worked feverishly, measuring the ingredients, placing them in plastic bags, writing out instructions, sealing the bags with hot iron, and sending them urgently to the camps. At the camps, once received, healthy parents, family members, and staff had those who were ill drink large volumes of this solution. The results were amazing. Over eight weeks, there was a steep drop in mortality to less than 1%. If the story ended right there, it would be remarkable. But let me tell you what happened next. 
Dilip wrote a paper about the dramatic results. His findings, however, were met with skepticism, and leading experts in the field rejected it. Finally, a cholera expert from the World Health Organization named Diman Barua agreed to see things for himself. He was absolutely stunned by what he saw. And what he saw was the successful treatment of cholera with just oral rehydration solution. He realized then that oral rehydration treatment could completely change the way in which diarrhea was treated all over the world. In his mind, he imagined millions of children's lives being saved. He returned to the World Health Organization and shared what he had seen. This led to the creation of the World Health Organization's Diarrheal Disease Control Program. Studies were also done that showed no clinically important differences in effectiveness between oral and IV fluid replacement in children with diarrhea. The impact of this discovery was enormous. In the 1980s, close to 5 million children under 5 years died each year from diarrhea. 20 years later, the figure had dropped to 1.8 million. In poor countries, children can expect to have three episodes of diarrhea every year, which means they face a potentially life-threatening infection as often as every four months. With oral rehydration therapy, the risk falls tremendously. In the last 25 years, more than 50 million lives of children have been saved with oral rehydration therapy. Although there have been tremendous strides in the treatment of diarrhea, it still remains the second most common cause of death among poor children. With this cheap and easily prepared solution, the world has the power to prevent even more deaths due to diarrhea. We just have to find a way to reach those children. That's quite a story, isn't it? So with that background, let me offer you an example of an effective answer. Here it is. So many discoveries in medicine have had a tremendous impact, and it's hard for me to single out one as the most impactful. I would like to share one discovery which has saved the lives of over 50 million children suffering from vomiting and diarrhea, and that's oral rehydration solution. I learned so much about it during my international health trip to Kenya. I went to Kenya with a team of healthcare professionals and we work side by side with some Kenyan doctors in rural parts of the country. We had a wonderful opportunity to care for patients who have limited access to health care. One of the Kenyan doctors had told me about oral rehydration therapy and how much of a difference it had made in his country. Amazingly, as a child, he too benefited from the solution and he went on to become a doctor. That made me think about how this solution has transformed, li transformed lives and families and allowed children to become adults. It's amazing to think what some of these adults have done for our world, whether it's by becoming a nurse, a doctor, a researcher, and so on. When you look at, when you look at it that way, the impact is tremendous, not only in terms of the lives saved, but the contributions these survivors have made to the world. I know that diarrhea is still a major cause of death in children, 
And I hope that with my interest in global health, that I can be a part of the solution. So now in analyzing this answer, you can see that the interviewee has a strong working knowledge about diarrheal illness in children and the use of oral rehydration therapy. He very clearly states the impact of the discovery in terms of lives saved. He also weaves in his own story and conveys to the interviewer that he has an interest in global health. He ends by indicating that he hopes to make a difference in this area down the road. So there you have it, an answer to a difficult question which reveals something about the interviewee. Strive to do that with each and every answer as you prepare for interviews. As a reminder, this is just one episode in a series of episodes where my focus is on helping you stand out at different medical schools. Thus far, we've had episodes dedicated to UT Southwestern, UT San Antonio, Texas A&M, and now UT Houston. Soon, we'll be wrapping up Texas before we hit the road to cover medical schools in other states. In closing, I also want to remind you that I'm working on an online medical school interview course. If you have any suggestions, perhaps some questions you'd like me to address in this course, send us an email through our contact page at thesuccessfulmatch.com. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dr. Samir Desai.